Blog Talk Radio. I have returned to the land of the living. I am a zombie. I am a zombie. I am a zombie. Every dead body that is not exterminated becomes one of them. It gets up and kills. The people it kills get up and kill. August 5th edition of Rubber Guard Radio. Um, this episode is dedicated to the memory of Northern California independent worker DJ Riz, uh, real name Jay Smith. Uh, Jay passed away last night in an automobile accident. Um, we were thinking of uh, scrapping tonight's format and, and doing a uh, memorial show kind of thing, but uh, I decided not to. It was it a last minute kind of thing? So. I have a bunch of guests booked for this evening, but uh, yeah, I don't want to, uh, you know, cut them loose like that. But uh, yeah, so um, maybe in the next couple of days, possibly Friday, we'll uh, we'll do a show. Um, I know a lot of the brawl boys, you know, want to talk, and you know, there are a bunch of people out here that that you know are going to miss Jay. He's a good little talent. Um, and that's all I'm going to say. We're not going to keep this show on a down note. But uh, this episode of Rubber Guard is brought to you by our sponsors, WrestleWarehouse.com, uh, wrestling DVDs, T-shirts, uh, some really good shoot interviews, uh, Lucha Libre masks, as well as SoCal Pro Wrestling replica belts. Um, I've seen them. Um, they're really, really cool. Um, they're not crap. I mean, it's really good stuff. Also, uh, our other sponsor, who happens to uh, have a radio show going up against ours, but, you know, I love them anyway. Uh, SlamBamJam.com, Lucha Libre, uh, Japanese Pro Wrestling DVDs, uh, Best of. Uh, there's some Memphis gems in there. There's a bunch of different stuff. Really good search engine. You could uh, type in any worker's name and just search, and, and uh, you can find out uh, things. So, uh, yeah, you can check them out. Also, make sure to check out the mothership, AngryMarks.com. Uh, I'm not going to be in the chat room tonight, so... Uh, because uh, we have a very busy show. But uh, I have on the line my co-host, partner in crime, Mr. Joshi Roth. Robert, good evening. Hey, good evening, man. Uh, just a word, everybody. I'm sick again. So <laughs> I'm going to do my best to make it through tonight. And uh, Yeah, we're going to have a good show. Awesome, awesome. And our guest in the first hour is uh, Midwest independent promoter, Mr. Casey Miller. Case Dog, are you on the air? Okay. Caller from the 479. Who am I speaking with? Okay. That's a fail. You go. Okay. Let's, uh... I can hear you. Casey. Yes. 
Welcome to the show. How you doing, brother? I'm good, man. How you doing? Uh, not bad, not bad. Just hanging in and you know dealing. But uh, hey, man, I, I heard that uh, you've you've been having a very exciting summer. Uh, let's yeah. talk about it. What what you been up to? Yeah, summer's been great. We had our uh, we had our our annual Revolution show at the uh, Cinco de Mayo festival down in Southwest Detroit, which is a Mexican town where we uh, we set up in the middle of their their huge festival and their huge parade and essentially camp out for a weekend and uh, run shows there all weekend for uh, for the people down there. And that's a lot of fun. And uh, we did, so we did that. Had uh, kind of like a fan fest on one day and then two really, really good shows the next. Um, and then actually this last past weekend, I'm just, it's a good thing that uh, this call wasn't going to be earlier in the week because I just got my voice back. We had our, um, I ran the third uh, Square Circle Review show, which was just, Fucking awesome! I can swear on this, right? I'm sorry, I forgot. Yes, but you can. I just, it was it was just, it was great. The uh, my uh, my circus wrestling show, and uh, it just uh, it, it went over huge. It was great. So uh, for the Revolution shows, uh, did you bring in any big name luchadors? Yeah, you know what? We didn't bring in anyone from uh, from south of the border. You know, like usually we bring in uh, you know Mill or Santo or our, our champion is still uh, Parka. But uh, we, we didn't bring any of them up. Um, we wanted to kind of run a, a smaller budgeted show and see if we could actually uh, make a little change doing it. So what we did is we brought in uh, we brought in some Chikara guys. We had uh, Lin Dorado again, and we had uh, the Osirian Portal. Um, we had them wrestle in singles and in tag action, so those guys are great. They're a lot of fun. Um, so we brought them up, and, uh, you know, a lot of good Michigan talent, a lot of good Midwest talent. Uh, it was, yeah, it was a good show. Cool. So, uh, are you going to the Gathering of the Juggalos? Uh, you know what? I actually was offered, uh, Mikey Clark and uh, Jay were at Square Circle Review, and uh, they, uh, they wanted, they, they, I pretty much had a, an offer to come with them and hang out, but uh, I have my own family reunion this weekend. So I was kind of bumped. I've never, I've never been to the Gathering, but uh, I have friends that are longtime Juggalos that have gone, and I would love to go. I mean, that would just be so crazy. And it's the, and it's the tenth year that they've done it, so it's just you know, it's, uh, those guys love them or hate them. ICP, those guys are are they're so smart and they know what is fun. And they, <laughs> they have their own brand of fun and it's good. And uh, you know, a lot of people, especially I mean, I, I live in Detroit, so you have people that have known about ICP forever that absolutely hate them. But uh, I'm I'm a Juggalo sympathizer, you know. I I, uh, I like a lot of them. I know a lot of them are, are dingleberries, but you can say that about just about any culture. So, but no, unfortunately, I have to uh, I have to miss the gathering. Man, that sucks. Mm-hmm. But they they loved uh they loved Square Circle, you know, being uh, circus wrestling, scene, clowns wrestling, the bearded lady and whatnot. And the venue that go. it was at, the venue that it was at is called uh it's actually where I live now. It's called Theater Bazaar, and uh, it's the home of probably the largest, it's the largest outdoor, like, uh, carnival installation art piece venue, probably in the Midwest, if not in the country. Uh, something that's really unique to Detroit, something that you could only do in Detroit because there's nowhere else, no other major city that would allow this, but since Detroit is uh, in the state that it's in, cops and building inspectors, they, uh, you know, they either look the other way or they, they come in to check it out firsthand. You know, they don't crack down on you. 
but check it out. Go on the internet. Just uh, type in Theater Bazaar, and uh, you'll see pictures that will just blow your brains out. Now, um, have you thought of uh, using Kazarni? Yeah, he actually uh, he he sent us a thing. I sent uh, my boy Bubba a message and and talked to my uh, one of my sideshow performers, asking if we wanted to bring him in because the whole Jim Rose circus uh, got postponed. Um, mm-hmm. So he uh, he got in contact with us, and for me it was just like, well, if you wanna if you wanna come and show up, and if we have if something comes up, I'll throw you out there. But one of the things that's great about Square Circle Review is that. You know, I don't. I don't really need to pay for any any names. You know what I'm saying? Like we can have, we just take a, a bunch of really really good local guys and give them all completely different characters. You know, some guys get to, get to use their normal gimmick, but not many. You know, like uh, our my my big name for that show is uh is Zach is Zach Allen. He wrestles as Pogo, the one legged boy, and uh, <laughs> and it's and it's great because the crowd that comes to that show it's not a wrestling crowd at all. You right. know, over the weekend we did two shows. And we probably drew uh, between the two nights. We drew probably about 700 people, and out of those 700, I'd say maybe I don't know 30 of them watch wrestling on any kind of regular basis. So they had never seen Zach Allen before, you know. And uh, what, what's also great about that crowd is that it's it's really it's a really easy day at the office for all the boys. You know, they can really rely on on on, on whether they're a clown or a strong man. Or you know the bearded lady who is now half man half bearded lady, they can really play off the gimmick so much that they don't, you know, they don't need to really put their bodies at risk so much because, you know, there's not a bunch of a uh, bunch of smart fans there, that are there to see uh, crazy high spots or you know, or be pissed. So and this year we did our our big overall story for the whole show was that at the beginning of the first show because we have bands too, it's bands and burlesque. Uh, magic, you know, there's fire dancers, you know, it's like a huge circus. And the first band that was playing, we had the end of their set get broken up by this group. All of a sudden, you know, the music stops and everything, the lights go off, and we have, I have, it was uh, Christian Abel, uh, Truth Martini, Josh Raymond, and Ty Darius uh, coming out with a, a friend of mine who's in, the wheel, in a wheelchair and dressed up like a reverend, and they're all dressed up like white shirts and black pants. And they're a church group. You know, they're, they're a clique of bad guy wrestlers that are from the church to shut down the circus. So they come out, they shut the circus down, and then the circus remaster Thomas Fuller comes out and issues the challenge. We're out throughout the course of the next two nights. They're going to have matches, and then whoever wins the matches wins the circus. So you have this church wrestling group, you know, fighting against these clowns and against, you know, all these other freaks, you know, getting knocked out with Bibles or steel chairs covered in whipped cream. You know, it's... Uh, it's just a lot of fun, and the people. It's like I said, they're they're not wrestling fans. It's a bunch of uh, Detroit rocker weirdos, and uh, who, if you ask them on any other day of their lives if they liked wrestling, you know, they they say no and give you a funny look. But they were all like climbing over each other to get a better view. You know, they're totally. Was, into was it. this was this filmed for DVD release? Please. Yes. Okay. Yep. All right. Yes, it there was. We go. have uh, we have our same same crew that uh that does a lot of the Revolution stuff. Um. So we got we have the footage. It'll get polished up nicely, and uh, I have yeah. a couple of years now of it uh, of the footage that I just got to uh, get the time and get some funds together to uh, to make an actual disc out of it because the DVD would be fantastic. Sounds cool. I have a caller on the line. Let's uh, patch him in. 
Caller from the 479. Welcome to RoboGuard. Who am I speaking with? Speaking with Diego. What's up, Diego? Yeah. Yeah, I, I have some questions for you. Sure. Can you tell me what exactly is a juggalo? <laughs> it's a fan of the ICP clowns. <laughs> no, but isn't, isn't there more to the, to the whole juggalo thing? Fago. Mm-hmm. Lots and lots of Fago. Fago, yeah, that's, a, that's another Detroit original. Now, now yeah, if I go to one of those, uh, what are my chances of avoiding any, like, you know, wearing Fago at the end of the night? Oh, you're yeah. going to the ga- you're going to the gathering. Well, just, you know, a general question. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, you're, you'll get if you were to go to an ICP show or or, or go to the gathering, like there's a really good chance you get fake out. Especially oh, you know if they if they they see is it like, you know is it like you, a cold. Is it like a cold? It's, it no, like it's cold? it's it's like a, it's all flavors. It's a brand. And they have, you know, cola, red pop, fruit punch, you know, like they have their version of Mountain Dew, which is called Moon Mist, orange. They have, you know, a hundred different flavors. Yeah, okay. So I, 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 have an, I have another question. Sure. I, w- I want to know what you think about the tag team, the Young Bucks. I want to know your opinion about them. Because I heard, I heard you like them. I don't know if it's a rumor. That's what I heard, that you're against the Young Bucks. What do you have to say about that? Man? I'm not against that. At well, all. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. Really? I heard, I, heard that you, I heard that you have a problem against them. That's what I heard. Oh, uh, no, no. Not at all. Not at all. So what, where no, would that rumor start? <laughs> Sometimes rumors could, aren't true. <laughs> yeah, it could, could be anywhere. But, Diego, thanks for calling in. I, I appreciate the call. Keep listening. Okay, man. <laughs> I'll call you next time. Thank you. <laughs> okay, I, I'm going to address this one. Um, there is no heat between the Bucks and myself. Um, you know, we, we get along very well, actually. Um, there's uh, no problems there. But, uh, yeah, they're frequent guests of the show, and, and I, I do enjoy their work. So, well, you, you uh, gentlemen mentioned the Bucks. Um, Casey, you being a promoter, um, how do people... Go about okay, okay. I I had Bill Barons on the show, and he said, uh, you know, he he gets emails and things with YouTube clips and stuff from people. Um, mm-hmm. Now, you being a promoter, do you prefer to someone send you a DVD of their work, or you know, an email with YouTube clips? Uh, you know what? This is this is one of the, the the kind of the really cool things about the future. A lot of the future stinks, but it's like for me, uh, you know, because when I for Revolution. I was I was never the booker, you know. Like I got hired on to uh, to handle the actual event itself, to take care of logistics and and, and get the right people to set together and get the right people to film it, you know. And and, and then they have the show run everything except for the wrestling. And uh, Josh Movado from the Bump and Uglies, he was always the booker. So and as I you know kind of branched off and uh, uh, you know started doing Squared Circle, it was like. Uh, I, you know, I still like going to Josh and getting advice and having him bring some people on. But now with the Internet, you know, it's like it, it, it kind of sucks that anyone can play wrestling booker, but it's also kind of cool, you know. Uh, you don't you don't exactly need to know a bunch of people to know the handshake. If you have, you know, a good idea and, and, and go on the Internet and reach out to people, you can read some of them. Uh, having said that, I usually will get uh, – 
people are, and it's funny now too because people sending people have always kind of sent stuff to Revolution that wanted to get booked, and they, you know, send send to MySpace or whatever, uh, perhaps with either a YouTube or you will have people that will offer to send you a DVD, but it just it makes so much more sense, you know, financially for a worker to have you know a three minute package up on the YouTube that they can just you know put the link to. I mean, you essentially get the you send your request and you have a little commercial attached to it. So I mean, you can you could I could see people sending DVDs out and your DVD never gets seen. You know, like the booker whoever gets it and just goes in their pile of, you know, indie wrestling. You know, that may or may never get watched. But it's like when you when you get that email and the screen's right there. Even if you're not looking to book someone right then and there, you don't have any space or whatever. There's a chance you'll a good chance you'll take a couple minutes just to click on it and see. You know. Um, so I I like getting stuff on, on on the internet. And if someone does offer to send me a DVD. I mean, that's cool, and I'll always watch it. Uh, I would just think that if, if, for me, when I put the word out now, when I advertise, that's like, it's, it's a video flyer, you know, and that's essentially what you're doing when you, uh, when you put the word out as, as, a, as an indie wrestler, you know, trying to get work. You're advertising yourself. You put out a commercial for yourself. Uh, having said that, it's so funny because, like I said, all people have always, you know, once Revolution kind of like came to be by the second or third show, we get all sorts of people that send stuff in about that. But now I'm getting emails from guys for Squared Circle that are willing to, you know, like work, you know, whatever gimmick, whatever. Like they just see it and they, you know, see that it's something different, um, see the videos of it and want to be on that. So that's really interesting to see some, some, some indie guys that I'm, you know, a fan, a fan of uh, that want to work this totally, you know, radical uh, idea that I have. You know, so that's, it's, it's cool. Um, so I would say, to answer your question a long way around, is, yeah, I'd, I'd say put together a good three-minute thing. If you don't know how to work the final cut of the iMovie, like, it's totally worth, you know, finding some uh, someone that does and throwing them 50 bucks or whatever to put together a decent, you know, don't make it too long. Don't have a seven-minute, you know, or ten-minute highlight package. Do, like, a two-minute commercial, you know, um, and then know how to, how to link it when you send that email. Have it right there. Click here to see my package, like, you know, my video package. So, uh, <laughs> so here, see it all. <laughs> that that's a drop, um, guys. <laughs> if I ever heard I, one, <laughs> click here to see um, my package. So you guys use Final Cut? Uh, I'm a Final I use, Cut user myself. Yeah, I use I use Final Cut, and I just got the I I have the new iMovie, and I I bought a a camera, a digital camera that records all onto a hard drive, and right now the iMovie is the only one that'll recognize the MPEG two. I got to get a converter, but uh. I, I use Final Cut. I don't the, the people that do our editing and all that. Final Cut doesn't get used for that. Um, I don't edit. You know, I don't edit the Revolution DVDs. I, I edited the last one, the first uh, Cinco de Mayo show that we did, and we have a disc for our, our three day or our three show tournament. I actually got to cut that one. I didn't do the graphics, but I got to cut the actual matches, and uh, and that was a lot of fun. But I don't for all the the Revolution DVDs that look really really nice. Uh, Final Cut wasn't used for those. Gotcha. Yeah, it's. I have to admit again, I've said it, you know, all the times you've been on the show that the DVD work on those Revolution discs are just, you know, amazing. Um, the, the even the camera work, you know, really good shots, and you know, get, mm-hmm. the guys know what they're doing. Well, and, you know, we're we're lucky because we're our, you know, people like working with their friends. I mean, everyone. <laughs> So many companies, that's what they do. They find people that are their friends, and they find a couple of cameras, or hopefully a couple of their friends have cameras. Well, friends of ours are, you know, people that shoot UFC or shoot the Olympics, you know, like that. That boom 
camera that we get that that giant arm that gets all those great aerial shots, you know, we 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 still have to pay real money for it. Don't get me wrong, we don't get any of that pro bono, but we do get somewhat of a friend rate, a friend rate on it, which is still expensive, but it's it makes it possible, you know. Whereas is you oh, know definitely. most people don't they don't they don't have that they don't have that resource. Not that they don't want to do it, you know. If they had the money, they would do it. But it's just it costs so much money to have a professional cameraman, you know. It just oh, it so happens that are. Are, uh, are uh, you know, and not not to mention one that's cool and is there to you know have fun and gonna have a drink with you before and after you know like these are all friends of ours so um, we're just very fortunate to have this. There's just so much talent in Detroit uh, as a whole and it's all really really hungry so uh, it, it works out whether it's you need artists or camera people or wrestlers you know it's just it's all here. Any questions, Rob? Oh, no, I was just going to say I agree with uh, camera prices. I mean, you know, you're looking at minimum $10,000, you know, just to get an okay one. And, yeah, yeah, it's for stuff. So it's – and to do the, the editing, like, uh, with all the all that graphic work, I mean, we still had to cut a real check for that. But if you went by, like, industry standards, there's just no way, not without having some oh, sort no of – not without having some sort of major backer. And then in that case, you're working for MTV, and they're going to fuck your show anyway. So, like <laughs> – you know, <laughs> MTV. <laughs> Jeez. They've well, been, have, have been, you they've... have you thought of uh, you know packaging up, packaging everything up really nice and uh, you know presenting it to to a network? Yeah, there's there's been a couple of rumbles where you know someone's you know agent wanted to send it out west or uh, there was a we, there's a, an ad agency here that a friend of mine works at and his boss. I was working on it one day, and he was all going crazy about it and wanted to send it out. Um, I don't know. You know, it'd be it'd, it'd be nice to. Um, and right now we're still just kind of uh, doing the just DVD sales, you know, kind of waiting for the next thing to happen. Um, but it's nice now we're actually uh, – there's a box. I don't know if it's out your guys' way, but it's finally here in Michigan. We had to wait like two or three years for Best Buy to finally be selling our disc. But now you can get – it's a four pack. It's a Lucha four pack. It's called Viva Lucha. Mm-hmm. It's got really, it's got really nice packaging. The, the color sc- scheme and the artwork is, uh, is very familiar to me. Um, but uh, it's, uh, it's all Big Vision discs, obviously, and it's our Day of the Dead disc, our Dia de los Muertos disc. Um, a couple of their shows. There's an NWA Lucha show, uh, which is uh, I believe Viva Lucha is the NWA show. I could be wrong. There's just two other shows, and then there's the Eddie Guerrero tribute show, and it's a four disc deal. Uh, it's, it, out here, it's it's only fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, that's oh, what it nice. is here. It's it's uh, what's that? It's, it's fourteen. It's fourteen ninety nine at Best Buy here. Yeah, it's fifteen <clears throat> bucks for like this nice looking four disc pack. Um, that Eddie Guerrero tribute, you know, where the Eddie Guerrero tribute show is worth fifteen bucks on its own. Well, not not only is it is it worth fifteen you know? bucks to people, but that's a disc that say you're just you know you're a twelve year old wrestling mark and you're wandering in the Best Buy and you're you're looking at the the wrestling section, which seems to just be getting smaller and smaller as UFC gets bigger and bigger. Um, mm-hmm. And it's all you know, it's all Fed stuff, some TNA stuff, and then the only thing out here right now, the only other, the only big vision they're carrying right now is this is this box set, which is cool because a, a lot of the stuff that they put out, I think, is garbage. Um, but uh, so out of all those things that you see, all the Fed discs, you know, twenty bucks, twenty five bucks, and then you see this. You know, this nice-looking four discs for 15 bucks. It's almost like, how you know, why would you not do it? 
Um, so, and having Eddie Guerrero disc on there is even like that's a disc that that 12 year old is going to recognize. They're not going to know any of the names on it. They're not going to know who Parker or Santor or any of those guys are, but they'll recognize, you know, Guerrero on there, and that's a huge selling point. So uh, hopefully, uh, you know, Big Vision gets their act together and sells a bunch of those. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I don't have to deal with that aspect of the business. Let me put it that way. <laughs> but it is a. Uh, it's nice to see it on the shelves, and if it's something television like came our way, you know, I'd be I'd be open to listen to it. But right now, I got I have so many other projects that I'm working on, you know, and I don't even I don't own Revolution, you know, I just I'm lucky enough to work for uh, for my friend that owns it. So um, if something came along TV, it'd be worth you know looking into uh, the artwork, you know, all the the animation and the graphics and the quality are definitely. I think I honestly think that as far as uh, overall production of a, of a show goes. I mean, I don't, we're obviously nowhere near, uh, you know, Vince, but I like the way our stuff looks a lot more than I like a lot of what TNA looks like. Let's let's not go there. Right. Let's not go there. That they uh, they're they're pretending to be a big league operation. Well, but and it's, man, it, it's it's and it's you can you can do that and you can have the smaller. I'm sorry, you said you don't want to go and go into it, but just real quick, it's like you can have a smaller space, and I don't know. You, it's like you said, they're trying, they're trying to do it WWE Junior, and it's just like you don't need a ton of lasers and fireworks to have a really, really cool-looking wrestling show. You know, um, I'm, I mean, you, like our set, there are no trusses. You know, whereas like a TNA set, it's all trust. It's, it's like a thing that if you just went online or or when you know to a production shop, you could rent or buy the trusses and just piece this thing together. You know, screen here, trusses there. Um, you know, there's not enough flavor to it. That's one of the things I really like about our products is that there, there's an there's a distinctive look to it. You know, and it, it looks nice and it looks it, it looks totally different, but it looks like a wrestling show. It looks like a wrestling event. So, yeah, I I have to agree. Uh, you know, I I think that the the future of of uh, non mainstream, you know, WWE, TNA, whatever, uh, pro wrestling will either be a lucha libre um, mm-hmm. or b the sideshow type of uh, like like the squared circle type mm-hmm. of deal. I think it, it's something that is a true alternative, and you yeah. hear, you put in the DVD and you see it is a true alternative. That's mm-hmm. the problem. Um, TNA management decided to go in the WWE light type of uh, direction, you know, which I don't agree with. But you know what? That that's their money. It's Dixie's money. I'm not the booker. I don't work for them. But right. I, I think that they had the chance to be a true alternative with the X division, mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. didn't do it. So I mm-hmm. think that the U.S. is ready for uh, something like that. And what's your is you know here or there? Are we going to cut? Are they going to come? Are we going to get you know? English TV, you know, they're just like, I don't know what we want to do. But I think that the the alternative type shows are, you know, ripe and ready to go. Um, have you thought of taking it on the road? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely thought of taking it on, on the road. Um, it'd be a great show to do on the road. Um, as far as, uh, you know, an actual alternative, the way I look at it is wrestling is just like music. You know, there's, there's not just, you can't just say you don't like music. You can say you don't like country music or you don't like rock music, but it's like you can't just overall say, I don't, you know, I don't like music. Um, 
And I think that kind of as time goes on, I think as, as these little weird wrestling projects pop up, you know, whether you, you, you love it or hate it, like a Kaiju Big Battle, you know, or, or a Squared Circle, or even, you know, something like JCW, different, you know, uh, different forms of wrestling pop up. Uh, I think the ones that can really make an impact as far as being like something that could be on TV and gain a following is going to be the one that has a product that can make all of, you know, a lot of the indie fans interested enough to like it, you know, have it be quality enough for what they're they're looking for, but also have it be accessible for, like I said, like the crowd that we had here last weekend that was just, like I said, it's a, was a bunch, of, a bunch of rockers, a bunch of weirdos, a bunch of geeks, um, you know, that don't really ever watch wrestling but just loved it. But if you were an indie fan, you would have liked the show too. You know, I think the, if you can, can kind of like tap into as many different audiences as possible, um, which I think Lucha Libre could do too. You know, I think uh, I think some network could could present a, a Lucha Libre show. Like if Spike didn't have TNA, they could show a Lucha Libre show, and I think it would draw. You know, if MTV just let Triple A do a show, you know, I th- I think that could work. Um, I just think that, like you said, like TNA being trying to do the WWE life thing, it's just it's it's too watered down to to, uh, to grab enough of those audiences because you're not going to grab. Not you know non wrestling fans not anymore. You could have done that before, like you said, like what they were doing with the X division. You could you had people that might be flashing through that would really like that, you know that would that would enjoy that. But now when it's like I mean I haven't I haven't watched it in so long, and I'm one of my one of my last like memories of of TNA right now is seeing AJ Styles work an MMA you know being a worked MMA fight, and it was just like I couldn't I couldn't believe it. It was just I don't know. So they, they, they definitely screwed up. Um, and it could be getting, it, it might be better now. But it, it no. just, uh, it, and after, right after they hired Russo, and I know he doesn't do all the right, and I know there's probably a dozen people at that table, but it just it just seems like everywhere that guy goes, it just goes to shit. And it seems like you see the same stuff. And I, I always scratch my head. I'm like, is there only, you know, is there like this set handful of people in the world that are allowed to write televised wrestling? Like there's no one... There's no good fresh blood. Like, we keep bringing back the same people and getting the same result. You know? I mean, how can you, how can you take, uh, how could you take, like, the whole, the whole, uh, uh, the new blood versus the old money or whatever it was in WCW, do it wrong there, and then bring it, you know, 10 years later with better talent and do it wrong again, you know, <laughs> with, uh, in TNA. I mean, that's all that was, all the, the main event mafia garbage. It was just the, the new blood versus the, the old money or whatever. They were all over again and screwed up all over again. Done even worse, maybe. You know? So, and the first, and out of the first time they did that, we got, you know, the big match you got out of that was Hogan versus Billy Kidman. So it's like, you wouldn't think it could get worse, but it did. So, um, so like what I, you know, what we try to do is, uh, and one of the reasons I really, really, really like this circus show is that I get to do some writing for it, some re- some real writing. Like we had, uh, for instance, uh, our, our bearded lady, Glenda the bearded lady, who's played by uh, Gutter, who's a Michigan independent worker. Uh, he, uh, for the last couple of years, he's just been the beard lady and comes out and he uh, sexes people up, whatever. It's, it's always been good. But this year, it was a tag match. He was fighting two of the, uh, uh, oh, the church group, by the way, was called Creation Control, speaking of bad Vince Russo gimmicks. Um, that's kind of like a knock on the whole creative control bit. They were called Creation Control. Um, so there was a tag match, two members of Creation Control, I believe it was uh, Ty Darius and Josh Raymond, and uh, 
and Glenda, the bearded lady, and her mystery tag team partner. Well, her mystery tag team partner, like she, she peeks her face out of the curtains, and you see it, she has Glenda, and she says that she's got her new man, it's her new tag team partner, and, uh, you know, our announcer comes up and says, oh, well, you know, let's meet him, let's have him, you know, let's see who it is, and she closes the curtains, and she puts her other half of the face out, which is Gutter again, but now it's, he's clean-shaven, and he's dressed like a man, and he's Glenn. So he says, I'm Glenn, you know, I'm here to fight for the circus, I'm here to represent my woman, Glenda, blah, blah, blah. And then they both come to the curtain, and, he's, you know, you can see that he's half man, half woman, right down the middle. He's got half dress on one side with, you know, long pink hair, and on the other side he's, he's, he's uh, wearing a nice button-up shirt and pants. The, only, the twist is, though, is that for this half man, half woman, the woman's side is the bearded side, because he's still the bearded lady. So anyway, match happens, and it's just one guy. So it's kind of like a handicap match, except for it's, you know, half man, half woman. So as they're, they're beating Glenda down, she keeps trying to go for the tag. And, you know, they can't understand why. And they keep dragging her away. She keeps going for the tag, keeps going for the tag into the corner with nobody. Finally, fights them both off, goes to the rope, and does a bit where she, like, he reaches through, uh, around the rope and puts his hand back out, tags himself, rolls out of the ring, gets up on the apron. Now he's Glenn, because before it was Glenda in the ring. And now he's Glenn, and he's all fired up, and he's in the ring and just, like, knocking everyone around. And we have an announcer there calling it live to kind of like explain, you know, put it over and explain to the crowd what's going on. And people just ate it up. So essentially you had a half man, half woman giving himself the hot tag. And it to- had totally worked. Um, and, uh, and yeah, Glenn came in, house of fire, and eventually got taken out by the Bible thumb. But uh, Glenn and Glenda, they put up a good fight uh, that match. So just, just little bits like that I think are enough where like, an indie wrestling fan would like it, you know, because they, they, they get it, they, they see the humor in the hot tag. And then for these casuals, these weirdos, they get it too because it's being explained to them, and it's just hilarious. You know, the concept itself is funny. So um, I don't know if that's great wrestling writing, but it's better than a lot of the stuff I see on TV. <laughs> Sounds interesting. Sounds very interesting. <laughs> i got to check it out. Yeah. No doubt. It's, it's, I, you know. I'm all about the alternative, brother. Uh, you know, that's anything that's alternative genres of wrestling. You know, there's all there's got to be there's got to be clear cut genres, and there needs to be because then you can get enough fans where they know it's like there there's so many fans because they're only into you know this weird wrestling. Oh, I, I'm a lucha libre fan, or I like garbage wrestling, or whatever. I just I don't know. I think there's niches out there, and there's types of entertainment you can present with wrestling that just isn't being done. You know, and there's not a whole lot of people like uh, Baboom will do it with burlesque. They'll do lucha mm-hmm. and burlesque. But, you know, not a whole lot of people are doing a whole show with burlesque and music and all these other sideshows and tying it all together where all the characters are relevant to each other and they're interacting. Um, you know, no one's, no one's doing that. It's just, it's, to me, it's like the cheapest thing you, can, you have and the, most, the thing that is the easiest to afford as a wrestling promoter or booker is just your ideas. You know, your ideas are, are free. It doesn't cost you anything to, to do some good writing. You know, it's not easy, but it's not something you have to spend money on, you know. So, I don't know. I just, uh, it seems like, at least in Michigan right now, there's not enough, there's not a whole lot of good ideas going around. And I think that's what you really need to shine the talent here is, is, is better ideas, um, better stories, better presentation. And, uh, you know, you do that, and all of a sudden your guys look a lot better. You know, if everything around them is shined up, then they can do the, what they always do, and it's going to come off better. So, I don't know. More, better ideas, more, more thinking, wrestling promoters. Get to work. 
Now, Favorite. now you mentioned uh, you mentioned garbage wrestlers, uh, the deathmatch style. Um, mm-hmm. What's your opinion on that? You know, it's like what would I compare it to? I compare it to like blue cheese, I guess. Like I like it a little bit, but I don't want it on everything. I think if you have like a match during your show, if you have like a garbage match and it's done well, then I'm cool with it. But it's such. It's so funny because it's tell, you know you talk to a non-wrestling fan and you try to explain the difference and you explain how difficult it is to pull off a good garbage-style match, you know, and and all they think of is guys, you know, smacking each other with sticks and shopping carts and shit, and it's you can't it's, it's hard to explain what makes a good match like that, but it's true. Like there's you know there's you know nine out of ten of those matches I'm just like all right this is a waste of time. It's a big mess. You know my chair is gone. Um, you know uh, some people laugh like we had we had a guy that. Uh, kind of went a little bit too far. Our second match before our main uh, at the last Revolution, he was just throwing chairs, but he wasn't being very cool about it, and he went on too long. And that's not, I mean, this wasn't even hitting people. This was just throwing chairs, and people left. You know, like it's, a, it's a family show, so people took their kids and left, and it hurt our main event, you know. Um, there was another show run, running down the street from ours. Um, well, who was it? I, I forget what, the, what their acronym is. But it's it's run by a it's a rival promotion or, or what have you, you know that has run against us and that has the guy that runs that has heat with our promoter or whatever. I get to I'm lucky I get to stay out of all that shit and just see it from uh, the outside and laugh about it. But uh, they always you know they always run that weekend too. And they uh, they had their main event was who was it? It was it was Seb. It was going to be uh, Manny Fernandez I believe, but instead it ended up being Sabu and. Uh, like a um, pondo, you know, and to me, it's just like if you're if you're into that kind of wrestling, that's great. And I actually like both of those guys. But if you're running a show, like they're running a free show, it was down the street in uh, a parking lot of, of of a Mexican restaurant. And if you're gonna run a show like that, where it's gonna your your every four seats is one parent and three kids, presenting a match like that to them to me is so incredibly bad for business. Because, I mean, unless they're okay with their kids seeing all that and they get into it, which, you know, God bless them. But for the most part, people are going to pull their kids, they're going to pull their kids away from it then, and it's going to leave such a bad taste in their mouth about pro wrestling as a whole. Because, again, it's all blanketed together. They don't realize there's, there's, there's different types, different genres, different styles. It just gets all blanketed together. So they see that. And, you know, they were, I, I talked to one of the promoters actually a couple weeks later after all this bullshit went down and I ran into him at a mire and, and kind of called him out on it. Um, but, uh, you know, explained to him, like, he said, oh, well, there's, you know, it's great. Some people, you know, they're all getting all happy because then they think it's real, you know, and it's like, okay, well, you know, those ten drunk guys in the back were totally loving it. But is that really, you think they're going to be at your next show? Like, are they, are you think they're going to come out and pay money to come to your, your, your next regular show? It's like, no, they're there. It's Cinco de Mayo. They're drunk and they're walking by and there's guys stabbing each other with glass. So those guys, you know, a bunch of idiots started hooting and hollering about it. But it's like, to me, it's just, overall, I just don't think it's that good for wrestling. And, again, some of those matches I really like. Like, I, I saw the, uh, we went to the, the hardcore uh, homecoming, the first one, like when they did it in Philly the same weekend as the first one-night stand. And there was a barbed wire match, which I had never been to before. I'd never seen a live barbed wire match. And it was, who was it? it was like Terry Funk and Raven and the Sandman or something like that. And it was just, it was so entertaining because it was done really, really, really well. Um, but it's, that's not, and for that show, it's perfect. 
but for just like, you know, random indie promotion running in a gym in Minnesota or, you know, North Dakota or Mississippi or, you know, wherever they're running, I just don't think it's good for business as a whole. I have to agree. It it kind of gives a stigma uh, to the show, to the promoter, and pretty much any wrestling in that area. And, yeah. I mean, it's... It's, and it's, I'm, because even if uh, if, you, if you're a different promotion that runs in that area and you have your flyer up, it's like you would have to like catch the people looking at them, looking at the flyer, and telling their kids that they can't go, and then you'd have to explain to them why it is different, and that chance probably isn't going to come up. They're going to look at the show, they're going to see that it's wrestling, and and that's that, you know. And it just it cracks me up. Some of the uh, some of the, the the companies that you know or promotions, I don't even want to call them companies. But uh, some of the, the groups that, that put on shows like that, it's so funny because they'll be running, you know, they'll be running a, a show in like a, you know, like a youth center or a gym or whatever, and you'll see all, you'll have, you'll see the bulletin board and it'll be like, you know, Monday night is Cub Scout night and Tuesday night there's, you know, bingo or whatever, and then the next flyer is like a skull wrapped in barbed wire swinging a chair that's on fire, you know, and Death Pro Wrestling is coming. And it's just like, man, you really, you really think that you know, people are, like, the people that own that building might keep letting you run there because they need money, but, you know, you, you're you're hurting, you're hurting wrestling that way. Like, you're just giving wrestling such a such a bad uh, a bad name. And, how, you know, it's going to be a while before, you know, a lot of us are have, have kids and can explain to them the differences, but right now this generation doesn't know, and this generation of parents, like, they're not going to take their kid to something like they're not going to take their kid to Blood Death Fest 2009. I wouldn't take my kid to it. I'd say you want to go see some lucha, we can do that, but you know. And then to have matches like that at shows where it's not like advertised like that, and all of a sudden like and I don't, I'm all about making a scene like kids crying, I'm over it. But when you have people grabbing their kids and saying, okay, it's time for us to leave, and I saw it at my own show, and like I said, we had a great, we had an awesome main event. And there were probably about 50 less people because, uh, you know, this guy, after we even explained that we didn't want anything like that, you know, thought he needed to throw these chairs to get over it. It was just, it was just stupid. You know? Plus, I mean, I don't know. Some, some, what, I, what I think about it is the garbage wrestling I like, if you're going to use a weapon, like I, I liked how, uh, how ECW used to do it, and I'm sure some companies still do it, where they would incorporate it into a move or come up with a clever, creative way to use that. So, okay, he's not just whipping him in the face with a cane like he, you know, he just used it to do a Russian leg sweep, you know, or he, he incorporated the ladder into some sort of seesaw something, you know. Like, I like seeing stuff like that because that is at least some, some thought to it and it's kind of like a, you know, an ultraviolet Three Stooges. Um, but uh, just, you know, when you got a couple guys like, all right, here's a, a whole pile of stuff, let's throw each other in it. I don't know. It's, I don't, I don't, it's not my cup and it's just, Overall, I, I think it hurts wrestling. Awesome. But I think I, I, I think I already said that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, wow, Mr. Miller, uh, your yes. segment's up. But uh, thank you for coming on and and enlightening us. Uh, let's throw yeah. out plugs so people can uh, get you know more information on. Uh, yeah, Square. go um, go to go on the MySpace. I don't have a website for it yet, but go to MySpace.com/slash/squared/circle/review, and review is spelled R-E-V-U-E. Uh, there's not pictures or video of up of it last from this year, but there is stuff from last year. There's a couple match matches, including a match that has uh, Ophidian on it, who gets to work his normal gimmick. 
Uh, the only difference at Squared Circle is that when Ophidian comes out, his entrance it begins with a three-minute-long snake dancer or a three-minute-long dance by a snake dancer who is smoking hot, and she summons him out, you know? It, Just little is stuff it like Selma Hayek? It's not Selma Hayek, no. Her name Fuck. is Peter her name is Miss Chantel, and she's she's smoking. Go on, go check it out, and that video's on there. And there's some other of the uh, some of the band clips and other half clips. Go to that, uh, the MySpace Revolution, same thing, and go to go to Best Buy and buy that that four pack because it's totally worth it. And if you go to Best Buy and you're not going to buy it, just go there, and if you see it, uh, put it in front of some of the TNA DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> Very good answer. Very good answer. Case. It's always fun having you on. Yeah, uh, we'll get an, for, yeah, thank you an for alternative, an alternative look at things, and uh, you know that's you know part of the reason why we're on the air. You know, is to you know enlighten people and and let you know let the folks out there know that you know there's other stuff. You just have to you know dig a little bit. And it's, but, it, um, it may not be it may not be for the purest, but you got to realize that we need to embrace just the idea of having new ideas. You know, we gotta as wrestling fans, we're kind of particular with what we like, but we need to realize that the box needs to get a little bit bigger if things are going to get better. And when I say things, I don't mean, you know, WWE. I mean for indie wrestlers to be able to make a living doing, you know, what they're doing that we love to watch them do. So, um, yeah, again, thanks for having me on, man. I was, uh, you know, happy to get the call. Hey, it's all good, brother. It's all good. But, uh, you know, good luck with the uh, with uh, the promotions and, you know, hopefully we'll uh, we'll see DVDs up for sale. I was gonna say as, um, as soon as I as soon as I have a disc, I'll, uh, I'll 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 send one out your way. Awesome, awesome. Well, Case, thanks for coming on, brother. It's always fun to talk uh, talk about Detroit, man. You know, D Town, brother. I gotta make gotta make a trip out there one time just to uh, you're, if you're walk ever, down to you're Eight ever, Mile. Yeah, you're. Ever, I'm right on Eight Mile now. You ever uh, if you're ever gonna come out here, let me know and I can make sure that at least one of those nights you have a really really good time. <laughs> awesome. All right, Case. Well, uh, thanks for calling in, and uh, I'll uh, get you the download links and whatnot after the show. But uh, once again, thanks for coming on, thanks, bro. Brother. It's always fun. All right. All right. Good night. Okay, that was Midwest Independent Promoter, uh, Jack of All Trades, Does It All, Mr. Casey Miller. Uh, Case is always fun to talk to. Uh, now that now the case is off the line, um, I, I have an idea. Robin and I want I want to run it by you. Um, how about a Bob Wire match uh, with Kikotaro and Cayman? <laughs> sure, you know if you want to put uh, Silly String as the barbed wire, you know I think he might have done that actually. But yeah, I mean Kikotaro's done the uh, you know the deathmatch shit, so you know he knows how to do it. And Cayman, I don't know. Um, do you know who Cayman is? Of course, I know who came in. <laughs> oh, no, I mean under, under, me. under the mask, yeah. <laughs> oh, I think I think he's always been Cayman. That's the that's the tricky part. I, I I could find out if he's been anybody else, but uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's always been Cayman. So it you know it's a little bit different as with like Ebison, you know, he was someone else before that, and mm-hmm. but to my knowledge though, he's always been uh, Cayman. So that's where mm-hmm. it gets a little bit tricky. Let me look. I, I'd uh, love I'd love to see a comedy Bob R match. I, I would just love to see it. Usually not. Okay, um I actually I can tell you who came in is. He is uh Akinori uh Tsukioka from uh IWA Japan. Oh, there it is. Find, there you go, if you can find one of his matches. 
There you go. I don't know how much that's available. But yeah, they, they've had uh, some, lately on some Joshi shows, they've had uh, comedy barbed wire explosive matches with something like, some kind of, uh, uh, you know that, do you remember Arachnaman? Mm-hmm. WCW? Well, he, he used to have some kind of spray stuff that he got out of his hands. He'd like, mm-hmm. it, it, it was like that toy Spider-Man spray, only it was like ribbons instead of, mm-hmm. you know, like foam or whatever. Well, that, that's what they do. They throw into it, and they uh, the stupid ribbons or whatever go off. So uh, that, that's kind of your uh, thing of a bar, you know, comedy bar bar match. Okay. Well, you know, we, we've got you from Pittsburgh. Uh, we may as well put on someone on the line that spends quite a bit of time in uh, Pittsburgh, and I'm pretty sure he's mourning the retirement announcement of Mr. Norm Connors. Uh, I'd like to welcome to the show international world traveler, Mr. Shima Zion. Shima, what's up, brother? Can you hear me? Am I on I got there? you. You are live, live, live on the air. Uh, brother, you've been uh, getting around. A little bit, man. It's it's been a pretty crazy summer for me, and it's not slowing down. I leave for Japan uh, Friday morning, so. Oh uh, no way! Tell us about Japan. What's up? Tell us about Japan. Well, I went to Japan uh, when I was 19 for DDT. So this will be my second trip to Japan, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, where, where are you? Where are you booked at? I am booked for a special show with Big Japan Pro Wrestling on August 9th in Nagoya, Japan. And uh, then after that show, I'm doing two indie dates. Uh, I don't know the company, but they told me I'm wrestling on a beach. So that's pretty cool. Uh, The ring in the sand. That's a first for me, so I'm excited. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That sounds good. That's interesting. I don't think I've ever heard of it before. Yeah, it sounds very Japanese, so I love it. Yes. God bless Puro Indie Sleaze. <laughs> you know? Keeps us sane. Yeah. It keeps things interesting, that's for sure. It's, you know, sometimes you need that, that little bit of spice, you know, from time to time to, you know, to, to keep things going. Um, now, a question for you. Uh, what are your feelings of the about the blow up doll in DDT? Oh, I think that's amazing. Uh, <laughs> I, I remember asking. Oh, yeah, no, that's crazy. I'm very upset that I didn't get to work with the uh, the blow up doll when I was in DDT. But, uh, <laughs> definitely a dream match for me. <laughs> <laughs> Tremendous. I mean, you know, Kenny Omega's got that shit down. Yeah, yeah. oh man, he's he's so entertaining in DDT. I'm a big fan. Now, I don't understand why the the, inter, the the entertainment that he brings in DDT doesn't translate here in the States. I don't understand. I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's a different crowd in Japan. So, I mean, maybe what he does works over there. But, uh, you know, you have your hard-to-please fans here on the East Coast who uh, maybe aren't really uh, into having a good time. They just want to see uh, five-star matches. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But, uh, me, me, personally, good to me. I, me personally, for seeing him at one of the Japanese shows I went to, I, I think it's, you know, just kind of the whole Japanese culture with Americans. I mean, you know, they kind of expect us to have strange ways and uh, do certain things. But, you know, in America, if you start doing that, it would just be like, what are you doing, you know? 
Yeah, perhaps Americans are more of a novelty to them. Uh, oh, it's yeah. kind of the same for me when, uh, like, for example, I had a Japanese girl fly herself to America to spend a week at my house, and I didn't want to treat her like a novelty. I, I wanted her to just feel, you know, normal here, but I couldn't help it. It was just, she was just so adorable, and, <laughs> and she ended up exactly becoming that, just a novelty, and it was fun times. That's a story for another day, though. <laughs> That's going to have to go in the book. Yeah, if, if if my career ever warrants a book, you know. <laughs> oh, I'm hoping at least a shoot interview somewhere down the line. But the Philippines well, a supermodel must have a lot of these stories. So, I mean, someday there's got to be a book. Put it this way, if I ever do release a book, I'm thinking it's going to be something very similar to the wrestling version of uh, Motley Crue's The Dirt. I don't know if you guys are familiar or read it, but no. just <laughs> pure sleaze, just pure debauchery, because honestly, that's, that's kind of how it goes for me when I go to these uh, foreign countries. So expect a lot of that if I ever so, have a book. So are you going back to Mexico? I'll go ahead, Rock. I was going to ask, um, do you have any idea who you're working out there yet? Yeah, I'm working with uh, Onrio. Uh, yes. So I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, and my tag team partner is a it's a tag team match. It's Onrio and uh, a wrestler named Shadow Phoenix who was – in the United States a few months ago. And I actually worked with him while he was here. Uh, teaming with, uh, I'm teaming with uh, an indie wrestler named Kanoka equals Pale One. Who, oh, uh, Kanaka. Kanaka is so awesome. He is... Yeah, he strange is gimmick. Cool. I love it. Oh, so. he's the man. He, he stinks so bad. Him and... Oh, you're, you're going to die in that match with uh, Arneo. You mean stinks so Kanaka. bad like like body odor? Is that what you mean? Baby powder with him and uh, Arneo. But oh. <laughs> it should be fun, but like you're gonna die choking to death on that. But, uh, yeah, I, I, and I'll probably blow it up anyway. So great, awesome. <laughs> like I was, I, I sat in the crowd during an ornery show, and I uh, literally couldn't breathe. I, I can't imagine what it's like for you wow. guys. Wow. <laughs> well, I guess I'll have a firsthand experience. So looking forward to it. <laughs> Wow, that's that's awesome. You're going to be fighting with Onryo and Kanaka. It's like a 6-6-6 dream match. <laughs> that is great. Got to love the sleaze. Got to love yep. the sleaze. So uh, do you have any plans of going back to Mexico for Digi? Oh, of course. Uh, see, my thing right now is after Japan, I have to go back to college. So I can't go back as soon as I'd hope, but... Uh, I'm thinking maybe in December, maybe uh, that's their anniversary show. So uh, we've talked about possibly uh, me coming back then. So, so that's good. That's good. You know, maybe in December, and uh, the door is always open for me at AAA as well. So, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I definitely plan to come back though. Cool. Well, let's let's talk about your one and only appearance on AAA TV. Um, there's two. There's two appearances. <laughs> has it been shown yet? Uh, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I got a text message from a friend last week uh, who told me uh, I'm watching you get choke slammed by Cybernetico <laughs> on AAA TV. So I guess it already aired. There you go. Cool. So uh, w- let's talk about AAA. Um, how was the atmosphere in the locker room? You know, being being an American and you know how how well, did things go in the locker room? Uh, pretty good. Uh, I mean, I made friends pretty quickly. Uh, I already knew a couple of those guys from uh, my last trip to Mexico, so 
I hung out a lot with Rocky Romero and Alex Koslov. Uh, I had met them a year ago, so I didn't feel like totally, you know, uh, you know, lost. Uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't feel totally lost, and uh, I don't know. I, I made friends pretty pretty easily over there. Uh, hung out with Teddy Hart and Jack Evans too. Kind of hit it off with them, and uh, mostly I just hung out with the Americans. But uh, I, I did spend some time hanging out with uh, Extreme Tiger a lot, and. Uh, Psychosis and uh, Electroshock. A lot of those guys. I mean, I thought everyone was cool in the locker room. Uh, I was a little intimidated my first night. Uh, they they kept saying uh, this word. They're like Bautismo, Bautismo. I didn't understand, but uh, using context clues, I was like, this doesn't sound fun. It doesn't sound good. And they keep saying it in my direction. So I'm like, what does this mean? So I, I finally asked Crazy Boy. I'm like, what is a bautismo, and why do they keep saying it every time I walk into the room? And he told me, he's like, ah, don't worry about that. Just go and have your match. I'm like, all right, whatever. So I have my match, and I come back, and uh, I think it was Jack Evans that came up to me and told me, he's like, hey, about that bautismo, uh, just stay real low-key uh, towards the end of the show, and uh, n- and nothing will happen to you. <laughs> I'm like, what, what does that mean? And then he explained to me that, the Baltismo is something for uh, any time a new wrestler enters the company, whether he's American, Mexican, Japanese, what have you, any time a new wrestler enters the company, uh, it is tradition for the entire locker room, wrestlers, staff, referees, everyone, to chop him one time. <laughs> so so I was like, oh, great, great. But uh, I did manage to avoid it the first night. <laughs> So I was relieved. I'm like, all right, I avoided the Baltismo. No one's going to chop me. Uh, fast forward about three days later, uh, I go to the second TV taping in Querétaro, Mexico. And uh, I show up there, and I'm not hearing the Baltismo yet. I show up to shake everyone's hand. Easy going. And uh, I went out for dinner with some of the wrestlers, which <laughs> is actually a funny story also because I thought uh, – I was going to get fired by going out to dinner with everyone. Uh, it's kind of funny. Uh, I went out to dinner with the Americans there, and uh, one of them asked, uh, they were like, hey, what time are we supposed to be at the show? And another one said, uh, 5.30. Well, what time is it now? It was 5.44. <laughs> and this was before we had even left. So we head off to dinner at a sushi bar, and we're supposed to be there at 5.30. It's now 6 o'clock, and we're just ordering food. I'm sweating bullets because it's only my second night in the company. <laughs> so I'm thinking, I'm like, great, great, I'm getting fired. Definitely getting fired after tonight. And uh, they're telling me, like, ah, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. We'll take the heat for it, you know. It'll be okay. But <laughs> I'm freaking out because I was booked in the first match on the show. So I'm like, no, this is, this is okay for you guys because you have to wrestle much later. You know, for me, this is... This is not a good situation, but I just said, you know, whatever, and enjoyed my sushi, and then uh, we returned to the show, and apparently the boss had uh, just arrived, so he didn't even realize we'd been gone for so long, so that was a relief, (laughs) but uh, as soon as we got back, I started hearing the Baltismo again, and I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm I'm not going to wait till after the show, I'm like, just get it over with now. So I got chopped by every single member of the AAA roster <laughs> before the show. 
you know, it really wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I was thinking I was going to have handprints all over my chest. and My chest was going to be bleeding, but uh, it wasn't that bad. Uh, probably the stiffest chop was uh, Escoria from the, uh, the Dark Family. His was probably the stiffest. But, uh, yeah, so it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. And uh, at the end of the Bautismo, uh, I believe Silver King shook my hand and said, Welcome to Mexico. And then everyone clapped for me. So, so that was cool. That was, that was good times. <laughs> Jump in, Rob. Uh, uh, I got tons of questions. But first of all, I got to ask. You've uh, kind of like expanded this, but so so much is said about like what a mess the AAA locker room is, and how these guys are doing drugs, and this guy's doing that. It, you know, can you like spread some truth on really you know what it's like? Obviously, some of these things can't be. Well. From what I saw, I think uh, maybe that was the case before I had got there sometime, but uh, it was it was pretty tame, actually, when I was there. And uh, I had actually asked some questions about that because I, I had also heard stories. And uh, they said now it's like, uh, now they don't want you doing that in the locker room. You know, if you do that on your own time, you know, that's, that's another story. But uh, in the locker room, I really didn't see anything. Uh, it was just... Just like any other locker room, I thought. But uh, I mean, I'm, that's not to say that stuff doesn't go on, you know, yeah. in other places. But in the locker room, personally, I I didn't see any drugs. Yeah. Well, I mean, just you know, more than that, like you know, a lot of people say the shows are booked, you know, five minutes before it happens, like WCW and you know. This yeah. I, was, I, <laughs> I actually did experience a little bit of that. Uh, so. Here's a, here's another story. I'll try to keep it short. I know I talk too much, but <laughs> I mean, I, I do have a lot of stories to tell from Mexico. So, uh, please. Anyway, yeah, okay, all right. Uh, More the better. <laughs> all right, well, cool then. Uh, after the bautismo in Querétaro and uh, starting the show, as I said, I was supposed to be the first match on the show, and. Uh, when I got back from the sushi restaurant, I saw all the guys in the first match. They're uh, they're putting the match together, and I'm like, "Wait a minute, I'm not in your match." And they're like, "No." I'm like, what the hell? So then I'm panicking. Then I'm thinking, "Holy shit, maybe I really did get in trouble for going out for the sushi." And they just pulled me from the card. So now I'm freaking out. So I go find Dorian. He's the boss of AAA, and I ask him, "I'm like, uh, Dorian, I'm not in the first match anymore. Uh, what's what's going on?" He said, uh, hang on, I'll, I'll have something for you. <laughs> and this is probably one hour before the TV show's starting. So I'm looking around. Everyone's putting their matches together. And I'm just kind of hanging out, wondering, uh, so uh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And people are coming up and asking me, Shima, who are you wrestling tonight? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> and they thought I was kidding. I'm like, no, really, I have no idea who I'm wrestling. And... uh it's making me really nervous because literally everybody was putting their matches together. So I go find Dorian again. I, I, I waited a little bit, you know, maybe like 15 minutes. I'm like, Dorian, so uh, about that match. <laughs> and uh, he's like, Shima, hang on one second. I'm like, all right. So I leave again with my head down, thinking, all right, definitely screwed up. I'm in trouble. And uh, Joe Leader comes and finds me and says, hey, I think you're going to be with us tonight. I'm like, okay, well, what's the match? And he said, 
it's me and Nicho against Cibernetico and Macias, and I think you're going to be in the match too. So I'm like, really? Because that, that kind of seemed a little random to me that they would throw me in the semi-main event with the two biggest stars in the company, Macias and Cibernetico. So I'm like, okay. I kind of didn't believe it at first. I'm like, That's, that doesn't seem right. But then again, I did have my debut in the semi-main event with Laparka and <laughs> Jack Evans and all these people, so you never know. But turns out it was true. I found Dorian, and he told me that uh, I was going to do a run-in in the beginning of the match, and it kind of turned into a handicap match, more or less. So I'm like, that's pretty cool. That's more TV time. Because I was originally booked for the first match, and who knows if that would have even made TV. So I'm like, well, that's cool. I got another week on TV. And I'm with the two biggest stars in the company, so that's definitely a good thing, but literally they booked that, like, maybe an hour before the show, and they never followed up with it either. Like, there was, as I figured, I'm like, well, they've got me in a storyline now. I'm with Joe Leader and Psychosis. I, like, joined their faction, so I'm like, all right, so I guess they're, they're going to use me again <laughs> since I'm in a storyline now, but... uh. They really didn't. <laughs> so it, it was kind of random how that, how that all worked out. But uh, I don't know. It was it was still a good experience. I have no complaints. And uh, I'm just grateful I even had the opportunity to be down there. I, I mean, I, I guess I heard uh, when I got back, uh, a couple people asked me. I, I worked for IWC uh, literally two hours after I got off the plane I know, I <laughs> uh, back home. I know. <laughs> oh, you, you were there? I, I had to miss that one because I'm I'm from Pittsburgh myself. Wow. So oh, okay. I've seen I've seen you before you even debuted. So. Oh wow, well, awesome. But uh, yeah, the show the show was a good show. But uh, I literally got in the building as the show was starting, and uh, uh, people were asking me. They were like, "Hey, what happened? I I read in the Observer that you didn't do good in AAA." And I'm like, "Well, that's ridiculous because." I just talked to the office yesterday. <laughs> they told me I was welcome back anytime I went to Mexico. So I'm like, I don't know where that report came from. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't read the Observer, so I don't really know what people were saying. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know where that came from. All right. And, uh, Shima, what's, what's the situation in Mexico like right now? You know, I hear so much about how you know, because the money's so down and everybody's so broke that it's a dangerous place. But, you know, I mean, you're back safe and sound, so. Well, I wouldn't really call it dangerous, at least from my experience. That's not to say it isn't, but from my experience, I didn't personally find it dangerous. But uh, the swine flu really did fuck up a lot of shit down there. <laughs> like, I remember uh, before I even debuted, I had a meeting with Dory in the AAA office. AAA office, by the way, is totally ridiculous. It's in, like, this big-ass mansion. Apparently, the president of Mexico used to live there. <laughs> but it's quite a sight to behold. But uh, I had a meeting with Dorian, and he told me that uh, before the swine flu, AAA was running, like, somewhere in the neighborhood of, like, 1,000 shows a year. And uh, now, after the swine flu, they're down to, to about 500. <laughs> so there, there wasn't as much work in Mexico. Like, I mean, I, I, before the swine flu, I had I had heard that I was going to be wrestling three to four times a week for AAA, and I'm like, great, but in a post-swine flu Mexico, that didn't exactly happen, and uh, it wasn't just me. 
a lot of those guys uh, weren't wrestling as much as they used to. I mean, yeah, Crazy Boy, for example. That's what goes up now. All the exoduses from Triple uh, A. Yeah, I mean, take Crazy Boy for example. He's very popular in Triple A. Uh, whether you're a fan of his work or not, he's very popular, and uh, he wasn't booked for like two weeks, <laughs> and I didn't understand that at all. But uh, so it wasn't just me that you know felt that. It was it was their own wrestlers too. But uh, I, I wouldn't say it's dangerous. It's just there's there's not as much money down there, and there's not as many shows. So I mean it is it is kind of hard down there, and uh, right. yeah. For example, I, another problem they're facing in Mexico is uh, the WWE. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was in Mexico last year for the Expo Lucha event, and there was almost no WWE anywhere. Like I wasn't seeing anything. I was seeing you know AAA and CMLL. This year, one year later, I'm shocked. I'm walking down the streets and all I see is WWE. <laughs> and it's crazy because the kids down there, you know, the kids watch wrestling. It's huge over there. But they're not watching AAA. They're not watching CMLL. They're watching WWE now. And uh, right. that, seems, that seems to be something that's kind of worrying uh, the companies in Mexico. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it, it's, it's like triples uh, CMLL's rating and... You know, they yeah. get a couple up on AAA every week. Fail. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, it's it's definitely number one now. And from what I understand, it, this just happened, like, suddenly, like, in October or November of 2008. Suddenly, WWE just, boom, became huge over there. And uh, you see it everywhere, like, on the streets. Like, you see bootleg DVDs of the TV shows every week. Like, even, like, superstars. I'm like, who wants to buy a bootleg DVD of superstars from last week? But uh, apparently, apparently there's a demand for it because I couldn't find a Triple Mania DVD anywhere. But but if yeah, I wanted superstars from last week, well, yeah, it, that's, it, the, that's the weirdest thing down there because Triple A has no distribution of DVDs at all. So you know the fans they have no access to anything that's like ever come out. It's the craziest thing. Well. You can find anything bootlegged in Mexico, whether it's Triple Mania or WWE. But uh, apparently, from what I understand, AAA is working on like getting officially licensed products, including the Triple Mania DVD. Uh, I heard they filmed a bunch of like extras for it too, so that, that's cool. That's going to be like their first big like major release, I think, is Triple Mania, and uh, they're filming a movie, like a children's movie. <laughs> I don't know if you guys heard about that, but uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like that that's gonna be huge too. I think it comes out in like uh sometime next year. But yeah, they're filming and the a video game. Movie. I can't wait for and the, the video, video game. game. Yeah. If apparently we can play it in the United States too, so I'm very excited. That's gonna rule. That's <laughs> gonna be fun. The question is yeah. what engine are they gonna use and but you know, we'll we'll see when we get more information on that. But, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, that, I, I thought I thought I remember hearing it was Xbox three sixty, but I don't remember. <laughs> so, uh, Shima. Yeah. So, Shima, any thoughts about the IWC show uh, from Saturday? Yeah, I thought it was great. Uh, I didn't get to see uh, most of the show, but uh, from what I did see, uh, the crowd seemed very into the show the entire night. 
So that was good. I heard some fans say that they thought it was one of the best shows of the year, so that's pretty cool. Uh, I had a match with fabulous John McChesney, which I was pretty happy Again? with. Uh, well, Again? This is the first time I, yeah, this was the first time I wrestled him since October. But uh, mm. but uh, I, I was very happy with it. Um, I got to show off some of the new things I learned in Mexico, so I was pretty excited to do that. I kind of came into the match with a little bit of a new style. So uh, I, I think that was kind of cool for me, just to be able to show off what I had learned for six weeks. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was a good match, and then I, I, I turned heel afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, can you talk about that? I, I read about that, but uh, not getting to go to the show, kind of. You know, find out yeah, too. I uh, I didn't even know that I was turning heel beforehand. When I got to the show, they just kind of told me, and I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> cool because I actually prefer being a heel so I'm like that's great news for me and uh, I cut a promo which everyone uh, put over I just kind of winged it on the spot because I didn't really know what I was going to say but I cut a promo after I turned heel and uh, everyone said it was real good so that's awesome because I've been trying to practice my promo skills a little bit so happy about that I'm really happy you know for the direction of uh, my character could we maybe be seeing every unit <laughs> I hope so. I, I sent him a, a, an instant message, and I told him I turned heel, and uh, said I'd, I'd drop his name for uh, for the future. <laughs> so who knows? <laughs> Tremendous. Now, as far as uh, Crazy Boy and uh, uh, Extreme Tiger and the rest of the you know the DTU crew, um, why haven't they been brought up here to the states? Well. Um, something I learned in Mexico that I did not know about previously is that uh, Mexicans cannot just come to the United States whenever they feel like it. Uh, they need a visa to get here, and apparently it's not the easiest thing to get. Uh, so, like, for example, when the AAA wrestlers come to America to do shows with AAA, uh, they're having a visa through the uh, company. So in that situation, it's easy, but to have their own personal visa to come to America, it's not exactly an easy thing to do. So, I mean, believe me, they all want to come to America, not just the the DTU guys with the AAA guys as well. Uh, They all want to come here, but it's it's not that easy. That's the feeling I got. It's like, yeah, we want to, but it seems like it's going to be a hassle. So I don't know, but uh, you know what? I don't know how much of DTU you guys have seen, but uh, Quite a what bit, you've read actually. about, yeah. Oh, really? Quite a bit. I follow it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. Uh, I well, mean, I know is, this is a, a an easy time to plug my sponsor, SlamBamJam.com. Uh, go to the oh, search engine and DTU, and you'll be able yeah. to find quite a bit of footage. So um, yeah, um, yeah you know what? I they they get a lot of criticism. I understand that, uh, but you know what? I think right now their roster and AAA's roster too, but it's another story. I think Dayton's roster right now is really strong and a ton of potential for the future. Believe it or not, their entire roster, I'll say 95% of their roster, are between the ages of 14 and 18 years old. Damn. <laughs> and No, I'm being completely serious. I, I was shocked. Like Some of these kids are literally 14 years old, and uh, they're so athletic, and they're very hungry, and they want to get better, and they work hard. Uh, you know what? I, people can give the criticism about the deathmatch stuff, but 
dude, every one of those guys, they're working hard cause to get better as a wrestler. Uh, just some examples. Uh, there's a couple kids. There's one. He's 14 years old. His name is Dinastia. He's actually uh, the nephew of Super Crazy and Crazy Boy. And like I said, he's 14 years old. Just returned from a match in All Japan Pro Wrestling. <laughs> 14. And, oh, you uh, know what? I uh, I saw him. If if I really? have the correct name, I saw him at a Triple Six show. Okay. Oh wow. If I have the right name, I might be wrong, but. It's possible, uh, yeah. but uh, yeah, he was but, yeah, he's, awesome. That, he's, he's, yeah, he's just like Hayabusa almost. Yeah, he's 14 years old too. It's unbelievable, and uh, uh, he's very good. I mean, he's better at 14 than I was at 21. So I'm like, that kid has got such a bright future. And uh, I mean, all the DKU guys uh, now, especially that school's out, you know, they're all still in middle school and high school. Wrestling is literally their whole life. Uh, they wake up in the morning, they go to Olympic wrestling practice, which would be the equivalent of, like, high school wrestling. Uh, then they go to the gym, get a workout in, and they go to Lucha Libre practice at night. Some of them even travel two hours to Mexico City every week just to go train with uh, Gran Apache uh, in his dojo. I actually also did that because <laughs> that was a dream for me to train with him. So every Wednesday I took a bus. <laughs> yeah. Every Wednesday, I took a bus with Violento Jack, and me and him trained with Grand Apache in Mexico City, which was such an amazing experience for me. But, uh, yeah, those guys all work hard, man, and they're only going to get better. So uh, I, I feel that the criticism is slightly unfair because uh, they're so young, you know, and they're going to learn and get better with time. And, uh, I mean, I know that me, when I was... 15 years old, I just wanted to do so many crazy things, <laughs> you know, when I became a wrestler, and, you know, you grow as a person, you grow as a wrestler, and I think in the next few years, all those guys, I could see all of them eventually being with AAA or CMLL. In fact, some of them are getting shots now. Uh, I just saw right before I left that uh, Dinastia, uh, who's 14 again, and Black Master, who's 16, and another wrestler named Drastic Boy are all getting a match at AAA, like, next week. So, unbelievable. You know, age 14, 16, already in AAA. So, it's good for them. Really amazing. But, uh, we... That's locals. And, uh, you know, just small guys from around. They get the best guys. All yeah. right, dudes. Um, we got to wrap up. Our third guest is on hold. But, uh, Shima, how could people go about contacting you as far as bookings and, uh, now I'm assuming it's just uh, Continental US for the time being, considering you're in Seattle. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. So uh, I think the easiest way is my MySpace, uh, MySpace.com/slash/ShimaZion. The spelling of ShimaZion, again, because everyone screws it up, is S H I I M A X I O N. So contact me there, or my email ShimaZion at yahoo.com. Tremendous. Thanks for coming on and, and you know sharing some of the lucha love. Um, you know it always always puts a smile on my face as well as Rob's, and it, you know it's good to hear that you know you had uh, successful tours and um, you know going to Japan and you know all that good fun shit, brother. Uh, you know keep us in the loop of, of what you're doing, man. You know because uh, you know you're young, uh, you have definitely you know a different look and a different type of working style that stands out. And you know I plus I dig. You know the smaller shit. I love the smaller stuff. 
Uh, huge fan of DTU, you know, DDT. Um, I guess I'm going to have to watch Big Japan now since you're going there, but that'll be the <laughs> only reason. But uh, thanks for coming on the show and, you know, you know, kicking it and, you know, and uh, spreading the positive vibes, brother. Hey, thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. All right, Shima. You take care, brother, and uh, we'll be talking to you soon. All right, man. Take care. All right. That was uh, Pennsylvania-ish based uh, independent worker, Shima Zion. Uh, let's uh, patch in our next guest. Uh, let me see. How should I properly introduce this gentleman? All right, what the heck? I'll go by the write-up. He's the man who's got more hoes than Home Depot. My brother from another mother, Scorpio Sky. Welcome to the show, brother. What it is, though? <laughs> now, I, I have a question right off the bat. I, I, I tried to watch, sit through the uh, XPW Cold Day in Hell, and I, I saw your three-way, and you're wearing the mask. What's up, dude? You're going against Lucha Libre Edition. Uh, well, you, you know, like, uh, traditionally, I never lost the mask. You know, I won the mask versus mask match. It just so happens that Scott Loss took my mask after. So, you know, traditionally, you know, technically, I still have the right to wear it. So I just did a little flashback, one night only type of little thing for XPW. That's not going to happen yeah. this year, though. Yeah, no doubt. Are you, You're booked for the upcoming show, correct? Oh, most definitely. It's going to be me against M-Dog. Oh, wow, that's going to be fun. Absolutely, yeah. That, that one's uh, August 22nd. It's going to be out here in uh, L.A. should be a real good match, real good match. Yeah, that's going to be fun. M-Dog's just uh, an amazing person and you know worker. Uh, the question is, how did they get that guy out of Europe to come work in L.A.? <laughs> yeah, he's out there all the time with uh what is it? With is it NWE or somewhere else? Yeah, or? NWE. Yeah, he does uh one of the a Spartan gimmick. Yeah, I've seen it. It looks really good for him. It looks really good for him. I was I was gonna go out there actually last summer, but then you know, I got hurt and all like all kinds of other complications so it didn't work out. Cool. So, um what uh I, I have to ask, what happened with uh your relationship with Pro Wrestling Gorilla, what happened? Man, PWG could suck my. No, I'm just playing though. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna really get on here and like bury them or anything. You know, we just kind of have like a. Uh, you know, we're not seeing eye to eye right now. You know, like uh, just to make a long story short. Um, you know, I've been wrestling for them since like the very beginning. You know what I mean? Like the very beginning, day one, show one, I was on that show. I've always been there for them, always worked hard for them. And, uh, you know, I got booked for DDT4 the morning of the show. They text me, you know, I canceled my plans, I showed up. So after that, I just hit them up, you know, and I said, you know, I'd like to talk uh, about a few things that we can do in the future or whatever. And uh, just over, you know, booking-wise, I kind of noticed myself losing heat with the fans. And I think it's because I haven't really done anything like – you know, meaningful there, you know, I haven't done anything for about a year. So I was just, you know, wanted to talk to them, say, hey, let's come up with something that they can get behind or get me against or, you know, whatever, so I can get some heat back. And nobody wanted to talk to me. And I just got blown off for, you know, week after week after week. And, you know, this guy didn't want to talk to me. This guy didn't want to talk to me. Nobody wanted to talk to me. So we came down, they wanted to confirm me for the next show. And I just said, you know, I, I haven't heard from anybody. And, you know, if you don't have time for me, basically, I don't have time for you. And that's, that was my approach to it. And I just said, I'm not interested. 
And then next thing you know, in the coming days after, they're burying me online saying, you know, I lied about this or whatever, and I don't want to work with this guy, and I'm hurt, or just all kinds of other, you know, stuff. And I didn't even go online. I just brushed it. I said, I'm going to take it on the chin and not worry about it and just move on past it. But, you know, I just, I didn't appreciate them getting on online and burying me after, you know, because I, I've worked really hard for them for a long time, and I didn't think I deserved that. Yeah, I, I don't think it's fair that, you know, you put in your time. I mean, dude, even before Gorilla, I mean, how how far back do you go with the, you know, with the six? Oh, man, I go back to, you know, 2003, Repro. 2002, you know, these guys. But, you know, uh, over the years, people change. Yeah, unfortunately, that's the business. People change, and you know, people get big heads, and all of a sudden they're they're too good for you. You know, they don't they don't have time for you. So, I mean, that's what it, that's basically what it was. It 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 really got blown out of proportion more so than it should have been. It was you know it started out with you know one show. I I didn't want to work one show, and you know I said you know basically I just wanted to talk. I wasn't trying to get a push. I wasn't trying to get a main event spot or work with the top. I would have done a, a program with the announcer. You know what I mean? Just I just wanted to talk and say, let's come up with something that the fans can get into, you know, cheer against me, cheer for me, whatever it is. Let's just come up with something so I'm not out there just doing nothing and nobody cares. You know what I mean? It just makes people care again. And and they just they didn't want to hear it. Nobody wanted to talk to me about it, you know? So it was just there was no heat, no anything and then next thing you know they're you know trashing me online and just putting out these false rumors and taking me off the roster page like that's going to hurt me or whatever you know it's just really childish i i agree but uh we're, we're going to take a call from uh the far north i'd like to welcome to the show mr peter h the most hardcore canadian motherfucker i know welcome to the show pd how's, how's everybody doing tonight <laughs> what's up pd not Warmer much. than you. You said Peter H, man. I thought I know a Peter H, so I thought it was somebody else. That I, you know, I thought it was a Peter. I know Peter H, but nah, I'm all up here in freaking Ottawa, man. <laughs> <laughs> We're international. We're international. So, uh, Pete, what do you think of the show so far? Actually, I just got in from work. I've been working some sick hours, but I wanted to call in and uh, listen to the show and ask Scorpio a question. Um, have you ever wrestled up here in Canada? Never, never been Canada. No, well, I think we got, we got to, we have a good indie out in uh, Montreal. Actually, it'd be really cool. Mm. Well, maybe we can. Uh, maybe that'll happen one day. I don't know. See, so, yeah. it'd be actually cool to wrestle out there. You know, I was a huge Bret Hart fan growing up, so just to touch down in Canada would be a cool spot to lace them up. Cool. Well, anyways, just a quick call, say hi, and uh, I'll listen to the rest of my download. You guys have a great night. Awesome. Thanks for calling, MP. Thanks, bro. Uh, that's Pete, our, our number one Canadian fan. Uh, that dude's a maniac. He does uh, triathlons and shit in the snow. So really? He's a fucking maniac. Yeah, he's that's a nut. too cold for me. You know, black folks can't do that cold weather. You know. <laughs> You're not that Scorpio. That. <laughs> <laughs> You're not that Scorpio. Jeez. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm kind of. I wasn't sure if we could cuss on the show, so you just. Drop the MF bomb, you know, just the, oh. as uh, Malachi Jackson says, the NRC, no reason cussing, so shit. Just, just not oh. cussing. Well, you, you mentioned CK. Um, what's up with that dude, man? He's, uh, you know, he's blowing up quick. He is blowing up, man. He's doing some cool stuff. He's working all over the place. 
he's following in the footsteps of his brother and I mean you saw it coming, you know, he's uh he's starting to get in real good shape and he's he's starting to master his craft. He's he's like a piece of clay that you know, you're just kinda of starting to see it or a painting or something or wait a minute, no, that's not even a good analogy, man. Let me let me think of something better, like like uh No, let's go back to the painting one. He's like a painting, you know, and at first it looks all abstract and crazy and like what the hell is that, man? And then you just start keep working on it and then it starts coming together like a real good um Let's go back to the clay one. Um, you know, fuck it, man. I don't even know. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know what I'm we'll trying to say. Gumby. We'll call he's getting him good. Gumby. He's getting good. That's what I'm trying yeah, to yeah. say. He's he's sure come a long way. But uh, yeah, he's he's doing really well. So are his brothers. They're uh, you know, they're all over the place. Um, have you contacted uh, Gabe about working at Dragon Gate? I've actually um, uh, I have not talked to Gabe um about. Dragon Gate. I, I I follow him on Twitter, but uh, I haven't talked to Gabe about that. I haven't been contacted. I haven't talked to him or anything. But um, you know, it'd be cool. But who knows if that's gonna happen or not? We'll see. I'm not really crossing my fingers or holding my breath for it. You know what I mean? If it happens, it happens. It is what it is. Yeah, it's they they have a you know other than you know the foreigners they they have a you know, quite a quite a an obscure roster and they've got a uh, you know, full load man a full load something different something different yeah. for everybody up and down the card but uh the only problem i have with dragon gate usa and i will say this on the air gabe we need stalker ichikawa um <laughs> he draws money so we we need stalker and uh everybody needs to uh you know watch that guy get his ass handed to him by someone preferably the number That'd be funny. again but, uh, that'd yeah, be cool. That, that'd, that'd be funny. I have a buddy, actually, who, um, cool. I have a friend who, uh, he actually, you know, he, he follows message boards and stuff, and he lets me know when there's some, like, interesting talk about me. Somewhere on the East Coast, I don't remember what website it was, there was people talking about them, uh, in Dragon Gate doing, like, a team of me and Two Cold Scorpio. And he kind of showed that to me, and I was looking at him like, damn, that'd be kind of cool, you know, me and, me and Two Cold Scorpio. I don't know what we'd be called, like, Two Cold Scorpio Sky or some, you know, <laughs> two 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 black dudes there named Scorpio or I don't even know really you know we 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 go with team though it'd be fun. So hey Gabe go ahead and book that man I don't know if he listens or not but man send him a tape man go book it dude. That's the name right there that that's a that's money right there two cold Scorpio. <laughs> that's a hot name man that's that's hot. Better it's better than the Aerial Express. I must say. Oh, the Aerial Express was hot, man. You can't even stand. <laughs> that was the tightest AXP. You know, like yeah, I have. that's like the best you, name. You, ever. you know, you know how I feel about the AXP. So, oh, yeah, I that's know, just a I complete know. bullshit line for me. There'll be a but, lot of AXP on my DVD. Awesome. Well, you, it's you finally coming. That up. It's finally coming. It's finally you, coming. We've been talking about this for months on this show. A, a beautiful segue. So, uh, isn't it? What's up? Yeah, the DVD is coming, man. It's it, it's already in production right now. I've got a um, a company working on it. It should hopefully be out this month, next month. I don't know. It depends on how hard they uh they you know how much time they have to put in on it. But it's gonna be cool, man. It's gonna be two discs. Um, disc one is gonna be like 2002, 2003 through 05. It's gonna be all my mask stuff, a lot of AXP stuff, some Rev Pro stuff. AWS and then disc two is going to be 05 through current all my unmasked stuff so it should be cool you get a little bit of both it's, it's like the biggest matches 
of my entire career, you know, the last six, seven years all wrapped up on one DVD. So it should be cool. It's definitely a must-buy, along with my T-shirt. T-shirt. Plug it. T-shirt. It's on, T-shirt. on the Out, MySpace man. gimmick, huh? It's on the MySpace gimmick. MySpace.com slash Scorpio Sky or MySpace.com slash Scorpio Boomaye. That's B-U-M-A-Y-E. And, um, you know, go ahead and get that, man. It's a tight shirt. It's nice. You can wear it anywhere. It's not like a shirt you out, be out and people are like, oh, you're a wrestling fan, man. You probably never had a girlfriend. and You know, stuff like that. It's, it's a nice shirt. It's really nice. So I'm going to merchandise everything, dude. I'm going to become the biggest merchandise whore in the business, dude. I'm going to have shirts. Next to Chris Hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to be worse than Chris Hero, dude. I'm, not I'm gonna trying happen. to do shirts. I'm going to do hats, uh, DVDs, mouse pads, coffee mugs. You know, Scorpio Sky Tidy Whities, man. Everything, dude. I'm not even calling them Tidy Whities, though. They're not even going to be white, man. I'm going to have, like, tacky blackies or something, man. Scorpio Sky Tacky <laughs> Blackies. You feel me? <laughs> I feel you. Let's uh, let's patch in this caller from the 209. Welcome to the Rubber Guard. What's up? What's cracking? Hey, how's it I'm trying to ask Sky what he's trying to do with the music, man. I heard this track he did with this cat, Angelo Trinidad, and that was pretty tight, so I was trying to see what he's doing with music. Dude, you know what? Angelo Trinidad is the tightest up-and-coming artist there is. This dude can sing. He can do it all. So everybody go ahead and show some love. Go to myspace.com slash Angelo Trinidad. I think that's the link. If not, find him on my page. He's on my page. But I think it's myspace.com slash Angelo Trinidad. He's got all kinds of, he's got stuff with me. He's got stuff by himself. He's probably coming out with a CD soon. Hit him up, man. Show him some love. Buy the shit. Buy the shit. You know, I can cuss. Buy the shit. That's my boy. Buy the disc. Buy the disc, man. That's my dude. Any other questions, caller? Now I'm just trying to see if he has any other tracks coming out. You know, I know you work with the West Coast Boys, so. Man, I'm working on something right now. Like, um, I want to come out with a CD of just, I want to call it Sky Sound. And it's just going to be like me just throughout the day, like, eating. You know, it's going to be like me biting into some chips. It's going to be like. <sighs> That's going to sell, man. That's, gonna be That's one track nine. three. That's track three. It's just called Chips. You know what I mean? It's called Ch- It's not the one with Eric Estrada. It's just called Chips. <laughs> and there's going to be one. There's a track called Eating the Tuna Sandwich. That's going to be track 11. So it's going to be called Sky Sounds. Go ahead and hit that up, man. Chris Hero doesn't have a CD. That's going to be an iTunes. I don't think Chris Hero has that, so. That's right. He doesn't have Sky Sounds. I love Chris Hero, though. Big ups, man. Big ups. Hey, right, homie man. gets paid. Thanks. Thanks for putting me on, man. You guys uh, have a good night. All right, brother. Thanks for calling in. You got to admit, man. though, Chris Chris Hero gets paid. You know, motherfucker. Chris Hero is the, is the is the ish. I love Chris Hero. I don't care what anybody says. Hey, I'm not, I'm not good enough. Ring. I'm not. I'm not good enough to wrestle him. But you know, that's 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 another subject. But yeah, I like Chris Hero. You know, he's he's a good guy in and outside the ring. And that dude throws a forearm like, bam. You feel me? Let, let, he lets you know that he's there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. it, it ain't ballet, brother. It ain't ballet. That's right. He makes it look good, though. True. He makes now, it look I, good. I, I was thinking about you and, you and Too Cold 
you know, in, in Dragon Gate. You know, you could do like Scorpio a, Sky. You could do a trios thing with, with BB Hulk. You know, come down in gear with all these chicks dancing, the three of who's you. BB Hulk? Who's BB Hulk? Oh, you're fired. Uh, Rob, man, Rob, where is he from? Explain. Dragon Gate. Oh, I'm not a, I, I don't watch wrestling, man, so I don't even know. What, what am I missing? Oh, B.B. Hulk is the man. He's got his, he's this like, <laughs> he's this Japanese dude, and he's got his own dancing posse, his own song, and he has a whole, he's like four different dance routines, and he does like flips, and he's he's outstanding. He's only about four years pro, and he's, he's just amazing. That sounds pretty cool, man. That sounds cool. That reminds no, me, I, I remember when, remember when Bob Sapp would come out with the girls and, and the exactly. Madonna song, and that was awesome. Exactly. You, you got to see some BB Hulk. Kind of like that. You got to go on YouTube and check them out. You like Bob BXB. Stuff. BXB Hulk. BXB yeah, Hulk. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Maybe I'll hit That's that up on the stuff. YouTube later. There it is. There it is. So um, now that you're you're no longer, you know, with, with Gorilla, um, and you're working regularly for Jesse, of course, uh, are you still working for Bart? Oh, yeah. I work for Bart um, every couple of weeks, man. I'm... Right now, I'm chasing to get my second AWS title. Hopefully, that'll happen sometime before the end of the year. We'll see what happens. Uh, Johnny Paradise is a champ there right now, and right now it's me and Scott Loss both chasing him for the belt. So, you know, it's going to be a little competition between Scott and I. You know, so we're going to see who can get the belt first, and then Scott and I got to settle things. You know, we'll see what happens. To answer the question, yeah, I'm working there, man. <laughs> cool. And yeah, working uh, AWS. Uh, I've been working for uh, EWF, Epic Pro Wrestling War, XPW on the 22nd. You know, I'm staying busy still, man. I'm still doing it. My yeah. career isn't over without Gorilla, so we'll see what happens. Well, people don't people don't understand. SoCal is not Gorilla. Ooh, I didn't say that. You said that. Because I'm going to probably, man, probably just already from what I said, man, I'm probably going to get a text message tomorrow like, Super Dragon's mad at what you said, man. But it's cool. You know what? This fat lame ass couldn't catch you. That You said that, man. I didn't say that. Yes, I did. Hey, I stand by it. I stand <laughs> by it. He chose, just, he chose to get fat and lazy, and, you know, that's his problem. But, you know, and, and I'm easy to find. So. Man, but, hey. But, I mean, aside from that, if you go to YouTube.com, type in Scorpio Sky, there's two videos you got to check out. One of them is John Cena giving me the uh, FU through the park bench from the Super Bowl commercial. And there's a fan on there that thinks I'm um, uh, Christian from WWE. I don't know why. He's just like, no, oh, that's Christian. That's Christian from WWE. And someone's like, no, that's, uh, that's Scorpio Sky, man. Christian's not even black. Then. And that dude's like, it's not even, that dude's not even black. He doesn't look black. That's where he's wearing Christian's tights. And then the other video is the same thing. It's just, like, shorter. It's a little clearer. And the same thing, there's, like, another dude, and he's like, dude, that's Christian from WWE. And another guy's like, stupid, you know, that guy is way too small to be Christian. It's probably just incredible. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> I don't think so. check did. those out, man. YouTube that and check those out, man. People think I'm Christian and just incredible. Okay, the just incredible, okay, yeah, I, I get the bald thing. Yeah, I got that. But Christian? 
Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Maybe Bill. Yeah, I mean, Justin Credible's not that different. I mean, I've been compared to Justin Credible my entire career, you know. I mean, not just in style, but in look and appearance and, you know, taste. Uh, you know, we, we, we look a lot alike. So, But Christian, I don't know. I don't know, man. That dude okay. swears it's Christian getting the F.U. by, or the attitude of Justin by Johnson. I want to be politically correct, man. I don't want, fake, I don't want to burn any more bridges. Driver. The overly safe Def, Death Valley driver will go. That looks gay. I'm sorry. It just looks really lame. It's like he sets, sets him down. Man. It's like, okay. I love John Cena. No. Thank you. <laughs> uh, he, he he does have flow. He does have flows. I have to give it to him. He, he, he does. Go. He does. He does. But, he's, a, he's also he's a good worker, man. He's a hard worker in and outside the ring. That guy's all over the place. He was a really good guy, you know, when I... When I uh, when we did that commercial, man, he was cool. You know what was funny is um, I don't know if the USA Network obviously probably knows nothing about professional wrestling because they treated me and Cena like equals. Like I don't think they really knew the difference between like us. Like you looked at the paperwork, it says Scorpio Sky WWE Superstar. So I think they just thought we were both on the same level. And I'm just kind of like, do you you guys know who that is and who I am? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, it was cool, though, man. I had my own trailer, some fruit. I grew up on that fruit in the little yogurt cup. That was cool, man. I want to do another. USA, if you guys listen, man, if you guys are listening, holla at me, man. I want to do another one. <laughs> well, you know, you could always do a commercial for Jesse, and then you could do one for Bart, you know, and, uh, you know, you could... If they give know, me a trailer, you... man, that will be cool. I'll do that. <laughs> I... <laughs> I'm not going there. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave my my Johnny Webb joke out of this. So Johnny uh, Webb, I love him. Every Ooh. every interview needs a Johnny Webb joke. Oh, you're damn right. Johnny Webb's a legend. He is. He is. I agree. Uh, he's an I awesome agree. dude. I you know cool I, I I love him to death, and you know it's it's a shame that you know he never really got the love and respect that that he deserved. You know. It, a lot to, to be honest a lot of the XPW product was not good but there were bright there were bright spots and shining lights you know there was web there was pogo you know there, mm-hmm. i'm just mm-hmm. upset that he doesn't get but the respect angel. but yeah. oh angel's you, awesome. well, you have everybody angel the main event of the um is of the August 22nd show is the, the death match title on the line there's going to be supreme taking on angel so you know, this, this is a show you don't want to miss. Check this show out, man. It's going to be good. It's going to be real good. Me and M-Dog alone, man, we're going to tear the house down. It doesn't even, I don't care what anybody says. Now, when you're when you're in the ring with him, with M-Dog, you need to yell, Spartans, and see what he says. Spartans! Okay, <laughs> I'll do that. Yeah. Just to, just to that. see the look on his face, like, oh, what the fuck are you doing? You know, but you know he got that fucking that that Spartan gimmick over. He is over huge in Europe. He he looks good at doing it too. He look. I mean, I'm yeah. not trying to be gay or anything, because but you know he he looks good doing the character, man. He looks like a Spartan when he has all that get up on, man. Yeah, that's good shit. So um, now XPW is on the 22nd, which is a couple weeks away. Couple weeks, um, like a week and a half or something. Well, what's today? Something like Fifth? two weeks. Two weeks, yeah, about two weeks or so. I don't know what day it is, man. <laughs> yeah, we we haven't had our XPW show yet, so that will be on the nineteenth. 
Okay. With with who, who knows who's going to be on, so I don't know. I just know we'll it's going to be a an XPW you know, focus show. If you could take a collect call, you might be able to get Rob Black on there, man. That'd be cool. Uh, man, no. He was cool, man. Was he? Man, I shouldn't even have said that. Can we edit that part out, man? No, we're live, Very Holmes. We, we don't do any editing. That sucks, man. Anyways, I, I just want to publicly apologize to Iceman John Black, man, because I didn't, you know, that's that's who I said, Iceman John Black. He's a cool guy, but I didn't want to say anything bad, you know what I'm saying? Iceman John Black, that's what I said. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> what's, the, what's John Black's real name? He he went uh, by it at the dojo. Is it Virgil something? No, that's a different. I don't, man, I'm not sure. We all look alike. <laughs> I'm talking about wrestlers. I'm saying I'm saying wrestlers. <laughs> hey, whatever, man. You, you feel me? Yes, sir. <laughs> so it's myspace.com backslash Scorpio Sky. Yeah. Uh, you can you can find all the the links and shit. And you need to buy his swag. Um, Pick up the merchandise, up. man. Scorpio Sky, uh, Tacky Blackies, man. Pick them up. Tacky, tacky Blackies. <laughs> I'm into everything a- now, man. I got new hobbies, man. I'm I'm doing training, man. I like to clean. I like to clean my bathroom, you know. Just to, just to, that's like a release for me. Cleaning the bathroom, I enjoy it for some reason. I go to Walmart, Target, pick up the little brush and the cleaning materials. I go clean the toilet and the shower and the mirror. Man, I like doing all that. I like it for some reason. I don't know why, man. Matter of fact, anybody out there needs their bathroom clean, holla at me, man. I'll come do that for you. Hey, why not? I mean, some of the boys are doing birthday parties. Why the hell not have Scorpio Sky scrub your head? You know? (laughs) I don't clean you. I'll clean your bathroom, man. I'm not going to, like, scrub somebody down, you know, unless it's a girl. (laughs) Tremendous, tremendous. Well, kids, it's it's been a long day, and I I need to go to bed. I have to work in the morning, bright and fucking early at four thirty. But uh, thanks for calling in, Scorp. It's always always fun to touch base. And uh, you know, we need to you know get get the push out. We need to to have you go neck and neck with Chris Hero as the gimmick whore. Um, fuck it, man. Man, that'd you. be nice. I would like to go neck and neck with Chris Hero in the ring. Somebody booked that somewhere, man. I've, I've been wanting to get in the ring with him again for a while, so somebody booked that. Jesse, mm. Bart, somebody, man. Get that thing together, man, because him and I just need to meet up again. Him and his knockout thing, I like that, man. I I think uh, I think him and I could do some good stuff, man, see who knocks somebody the fuck out. I got let's, elbows uh, and knees and everything too, man. I could knock some people. I could knock some heads. Let's uh, let's throw shots out to uh, WXW in Germany. Let's get that match booked in Germany so Scorpio Sky gets a free trip out there. Uh, man, I would love to go out Scorpio there. Sky. Yeah, let's do it again. Let's do it again. I've been out there a couple times. Let's do it again. There you go. No, you know what? Before we go, isn't that atmosphere awesome with all the fans around the ring? It's cool, man. I like it a lot. You know, it's really good with the fans around the ring. England too. England, I enjoy. You know, it's a normal setting, but just I always had a connection with the fans out there for some reason. You know, the, two, the was I've been out there three times. Uh, the, the three times I've been there, the, the fans have just had some crazy connection with me, and we've just it's always a good time wrestling out there. So I'd like to go out there again someday. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd love to take a trip to Germany. Just, you know, check that shit out. That's just awesome stuff. Yeah. I know. It, it, <clears throat> but, yeah, just the whole atmosphere with the fans around the ring. And, I don't know, it just looks fucking badass in the nightclub type setting. But I love it. But Scott, Yeah, very cool. I'm going to roll. I'm going to hit the hay. Got to get up bright and fucking early. I hate this shit. But, you know, got to eat, man. So. Yep. But uh, thanks for coming on. And uh, touching base with us about what, what you're up to, and uh, we got a little music discussion in there too. And yep, pick up the Scorpio the Sky T-shirt, man. Pick it up, man. Buy it right buy now. Buy the shirt. It's cool, man. Just buy the shirt, and then buy the DVD when it comes out. <laughs> there it is. Hey, man, what size are you? What size are you, by the way? XL. XL. I'm sending you a shirt. Thank you, sir. Autograph it, please. All right, y'all. For sure. All right. Thanks for calling in, Scorp. It's always a pleasure, brother. Take care. All right. Wow. We've uh, we've gone all around the United States as far as independents are concerned. No, hold no, on. We, we, we got to get one more place for the uh, while talking about independence today. We got to get it for a championship wrestling. Oh, yeah. Go right. Go for it, brother. Yeah. For, for, for everybody, uh, last week, last Friday, uh, Friday before that, so two weeks, I guess now, I, I got to attend a house, a house show at Florida Championship Wrestling. Uh, it is the craziest thing ever to see WWE in front of about 50 fans at some kind of armory. It was a, <laughs> you, you see uh, Dr. Tom Pritchard, Norman Smiley, Joe Henning, and uh, and Steve Kern just sitting at a, what is it, like a just regular folding table, you know, working the DJ system. It, it's insane. But anyway, I get there. uh there's no one in the front row. I get to sit front row center. It was great. Uh, had Yoshitatsu, Rosa Mendez, uh, Alicia Fox. Uh, they had Lance Lance Hoyt was down there, Sikadelica Jr. They had DJ Gabriel. I mean, they, they had everybody there. It, it was. It's a really good time if anyone ever gets a chance. Like you now, know. now was it a TV taping for ECW? No, no, it was not. It wasn't. It, it, it should have been like they they had some talent on there. Like I think the best, the uh, strangely enough, the best person out of all I saw it on there was maybe uh, Angela Fong. She's uh, one of the divas. She's she's really got some awesome drop kicks, and uh, it, you know, I mean, it was really really good. I mean, you know, it's just basic, simple, and easy to follow wrestling and. You know, I'd say if anyone gets a chance, go check that out. And that, the craziest part of all, you know, you got all these guys working, but you got Loki as a referee because he's injured. <laughs> so that that's, uh, that was that was interesting. It's gonna make great yeah. TV when he turns. Yes, <laughs> when he finally John woos somebody right into the front row. I can't wait for that. But oh, yeah, I, I I hope it's Chris Logan that he takes out. <laughs> because uh, Brian Brian deserves that you know that spot. Uh, Brian was a uh, or excuse me, well Brian Cage when he was out here in Northern California, but now Chris Logan. He he's one guy that could have skipped developmental. He was that ready. Um, yeah. But I I would like to see him program with Key uh, or whatever the what Caval or they whatever they're calling. Caval, him. yeah, Caval. Yeah, I think that would be a fun fun program because um Brian can sell really well and he takes a beating very well. Mm-hmm. And uh Lil Keith gives them out real well. 
So I guess that would work. Yeah, I mean, it's just so crazy down there because there's so many wrestlers. You know, I mean, they didn't have Mr. Perfect's son wrestling. They didn't have uh, they didn't have uh, DiBiase's son. They didn't have Loki wrestling. You know, but I mean, you know, they had at least seven people from WWE, including uh, Scotty Too Hotty, who is awesome. Like he he was unbelievable. He, he had one of the best performances I've ever seen out of him. I, I just wish Scotty. it was safe. Scotty is so over, bro. I mean, I saw him in May out here, and he was just you know, way the fuck over. And that guy will forever be over, you know, for for a for a move that has zero psychology, you know, and it, it's all fan interaction. It just doesn't make sense in the context of the match. But that dude, he took that worm and he got it the fuck over. And you know, he he'll be working off that shit till till he decides to retire or he can't do the worm anymore. I can picture him 65 years old doing the worm, or at least trying and getting stuck. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, you know, I mean, if anyone gets a chance, you got to go check that stuff out. It's it's so weird and goofy and great to see WWE, you know, in front of 100 fans, pretty much. <laughs> it's, it's something you can't see anywhere else. Yeah. Wow. You know, and you, you say about so many wrestlers being down in Florida and it's, you know, there's a whole crop of them that aren't even developmental, that don't work for FCW. People have gone, packed up and moved. Uh, quite a few of my friends have packed up and just moved. You know, right. oh. taking that plunge and it's it's insane. Oh, yeah. I mean, like this Florida fans, they're so lucky. You know, they got, you know, for better or for worse, they got TNA three times a week, uh, three times a month. You know, they got, uh, they got FCW a couple times a week. You know, they got the other indies, you know. Uh, you know, there's tons of good stuff down there. Florida Impact Pro or Full Impact Pro with Ring of Honor. I mean, what what, what a lucky group of fans. That's all I could say. Yeah, Gotta love that. There's so much talent down there right now. A lot of it's unsigned. Right, right. Yeah, oh, I know. I mean, you know, can you imagine? You know, this is just what we see. I mean, who knows what else is out there, you know? All right. Do you have anything to plug yet? Ah, uh, uh, no, I don't have anything to plug today. I'm all right. <laughs> get get some tacky blackies though. For real, I, I need to get, I need to get myself some of the black. <laughs> the question is, when you put it on, will your will, will you grow a Negro penis? That's the question. Oh, I don't need to worry about that. <laughs> no. Uh. You're horrible. Shameless self-promotion. I love it. And uh, Rob is available. You can uh, contact him. No, I won't put out your email address. <laughs> I, I won't do that. That's a, that's a fucked up side. Even for me, that you know, that's a little wrong. But uh, all right, brother. Well, uh, thanks for coming on. Um, oh, uh, next next week we will have in. Oh, hold on. A little bit of confusion here. I forgot to write down who else is coming on. Uh-oh. Um, in the second hour, we will have independent referee Bryce Rensberg to uh, discuss this year's Chikara Young Lions Cup. Um, I think I think it's Marty Garner. Yeah, it's Marty Garner, uh, Champagne. He'll be on the first hour. 
So uh, that'll be fun. We will discuss Omega, the Hardy Boys, and uh, you know some of the hot shit from 97, 98. Uh, just blow away stuff in the Carolinas that was really ahead of its time. But yeah, those will be the guests next week. And uh, thanks for coming on and uh, joining the show, Rob. It's always fun having you on. A uh, little different perspective. So uh, I will be talking to you next week. I'm going to hang you up, and I will close out the show. All right. See you, everybody. Have a good one. Awesome, brother. Take care. <clears throat> okay, now that I have Joshi Rob off the line, I can uh, I can talk shit about him behind his back. But no, 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 I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, that's it, man. Uh, another another full show. Uh, three good guests. It was a you know pretty different uh, show this week. We uh, we had a bunch of different uh, guys on. I'd like to thank uh, Casey Miller of a uh, Squared Circle Review. Uh, as well as uh, Shima Zion and Scorpio Sky for coming on. It was was my pleasure. Uh, yeah, next week it'll be Marty Garner and Bryce Remsburg. And on the 19th, we'll be doing an XPW focus show uh, with I have no idea what XPW workers will be on, but we'll be pushing the show for the 22nd. Uh, if you're anywhere in uh, California, you know, any anywhere, and you want to check out uh, an alternative uh, indie, you could check out you know, XPW, their 10th year anniversary show, 22nd. You can get that at thexpw.com. Um, let's uh, plug the sponsors. Once again, WrestleWarehouse.com, Lucha Libre masks, T-shirts, DVDs, a bunch of shoot interviews, and cool-looking replica belts now. So check those out. Um, as well as SlamBandJam.com. Uh, I can't say enough about Alfredo's stuff. Um Actually, Alfredo and a friend of the show, Kurt Brown, they have a podcast that runs right up against us in our second hour. Uh, you can get info on that at StanTheEmbryo.com. Uh, good shit. Um, you know, they, they talk, talk a bunch of different wacky stuff. Uh, it's always fun to, to listen to Kurt. Kurt Kurt rules. So, yeah, you can check them out. Uh, also, the AngryMarks.com podcast network. Uh, much love to everybody there. K4D, um, Ring the Bell with Kev, um, Angry Marks Podcast on Thursdays, Ed motherfucking San Antonio, uh, The Drunk Cast on Fridays, uh, I think I'm, oh, The O Show, and uh, QC Wrestling on Saturday nights, just throwing props out to, to, you know, to all the Angry Marks Podcast Network. Um, you can go to iTunes and search Angry Marks. Or you can go to angrymarks.com, you know, if you want to check out streams and whatnot. But yeah, man, uh, you know, support, you know, support your indies, support, you know, every everybody. You know, I mean, there's there's shit out there, you know, other than WWE and TNA and ROH. I mean, there's a whole bunch of there's a big world out there, and there's all kinds of shit you can watch. So yeah, I, I highly recommend pretty much anything, you know, that's not mainstream because there's there's good stuff out there. Uh, if you want to hit me up, man, you want to contact me, give me, you know, feedback or, you know, if uh like to be a guest or whatnot or have a guest idea or throw me a guest or something, uh, you can hit me on the MySpace gimmick, myspace.com backslash rubberguardradio, or you can email me personally, directly, uh, K-I-D-Z-O-M-B-I-E 2000 at AOL.com. And that should do it from here, and I will talk to you kids next week. Thanks.